Design is your passion, right? Well, it's probably not your only passion. But what if you could combine your love of design with another of your passions and create a business that fulfills you in multiple ways? In this episode of the podcast, Aaron sits down with interior designer and artist Victoria Valentinus, who has a background in textiles and upholstery, but found popularity on social media through sharing her work doing faux finish. Now she has her own design firm, and you can learn all about her journey in today's episode. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for taking time out of your market to um, come and just have a conversation with me on our podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about um, how you got started in interior design. Well, I, I've always loved fashion and design um, in any form. And when I was looking to um, what to do with my future and where to go to school, I had many majors that were completely unrelated. Um, but once I narrowed it down to interior design, um, I was looking at schools and I'm from outside of Chicago. Oh, okay. So I was looking yes. at schools um, either in the Midwest or in North Carolina because we always vacationed in Pinehurst as a family. Okay. And so North Carolina kind of was like our second home. And um, I Googled interior design schools in North Carolina and I found High Point University and um, little did I didn't know anything about High Point Market at that time um, or it being furniture capital of the world and everything. So um, that's kind of how I got to High Point. And Sounds like you hit the jackpot with yeah, that one. Definitely. <laughs> and I've said over and over, you know, I would, I'm definitely a proud alumni and, or, um, you know, and I always, um, I did tour guides and not everything. I was very involved on campus. So I think back, you know, I could have gone to the cornfields, like in the middle, you know, of the country or, you know, been at high point and I wouldn't have had the same opportunities, internships. I worked market freshman through senior year. Gosh, so. I love that. Well, I, um, I've actually had the opportunity to be on the High Point University's campus yes. um, through the Leadership Institute, through the oh, Home Furnishings uh-huh. Hall of Fame. And I, I have told Gil about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this hotel is amazing. And it's yeah. like, you it's almost like you're in a movie, right? Like right. You, you're walking through campus and there's coffee and there's donuts. And <laughs> it's just like, you just want more of it, right? I'm like, right. yes, I will learn, please. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely evolved over time. I was there at like a great time because I got to see a lot of the transformation. Mm-hmm. When I first went to look at campus, um, Nito had just become president for like four months. Okay. So it was all dirt and construction and big poster boards. Mm-hmm. My parents were sold on it. I was like, there's no way this is all going to happen. <laughs> I just don't see how this could happen. And then it did. And then every semester, you know, in year, there was more and more going on, but it was such a good opportunity because the, you know, being so close just mm-hmm. down the street from High Point Market, I was able to work all throughout the year, setting up showrooms and um, just in between class, I could, you know, right. plan my schedule around, just like, just pop down to the showroom, work there, then go to class. And I don't think I would have been able to get so much hands-on experience, which was great for networking. And so I really thought that I was going to end up, I mean, I went to interior design school to do interior design, um, not necessarily furniture, but 
you know, it's really hard to miss furniture when you're going to school in High Point. And um, my internships just led to career opportunities. And I was able to work in the furniture on the manufacturer side for about 10 years before I got to. That's some great experience. You understand how things are made and the quality. Definitely. And that's when I talk to my clients or, you know, interviewing for new clients. That's really my specialty is Mm -hmm. the high, highly furnished areas of the home. So I'm not against kitchens and bathrooms, but, you know, your bedrooms, dining rooms, family rooms, anything that has a lot of furniture Mm -hmm. and fabrics. That's really where my background has been. And specifically, um, I also did upholstery product development. Okay. So I spend a lot of time in the factories working with, you know, the different engineers and seeing how it's made and then going to textile markets and um, working with all the vendors. So it's been really neat to have so many connections on the manufacturing side Mm -hmm. and then now be able to really bring that passion to my customers and have the knowledge to and be transparent that, you know, I understand this is, if this is your budget, but this is what you're getting at this price point and this mm-hmm. is how it's made. And and I always like to recommend things made here too, as well, as much as I can. Excellent. So like specifically in North Carolina, but in the United States too. So, so was entrepreneurship ever a goal of yours? Is that something that you knew you were going to do? Yes. So okay. that was definitely always the goal. Um, just when is the right time okay. for the goal? Um, I grew up in a small business. My family had a dental office. Okay. So not anything related to interior <laughs> design, but, um, but actually, like in my freshman year classes, everyone would be talking about, oh, my dad's a contractor and my, you know, my mom's an interior designer. And I was like, we have a dental office, you know, so yeah. it was, but my mom um, went to, she was going to be a fashion designer okay. and um, then brought it into the, the dental family business. So entrepreneur spirit, but definitely got the passion from the design and the creativity too. Yes. Yes. So, um, so I definitely wanted to eventually have my own business, but I knew that I needed to get the experience, um, and was not ready to just go out on my own, you know, after graduation. And, um, I had great opportunities. My first, um, intern or my, my last internship, in college was with, um, and that's actually how I met Dawn. Okay. Was, um, with HGTV home furniture collection. Okay. And that was really exciting for me. That is exciting. So, um, that was definitely, you know, I was like ready to, oh, do I need to like move to Knoxville my senior year? You know, I was like very excited. (laughs) And, um, but that was with Bassett Furniture. And then that was a great internship that turned into my first job. And I was there for, I think about the five years. Um, And it was amazing to be able to get in so many different departments. And I, I've had so many mentors. So I've been really involved with giving back and doing mentorships with students. And that's always my advice is to do as many internships as possible, no matter how long they are, you know, like an internship can be a weekend, you know, and, um, but really giving, um, letting people know that you're interested in things. Mm -hmm. And I did that a lot and was able to get into so many different meetings and departments from sales to marketing to 
they saw that I could sketch. So they put me in product development. And um, so that was very exciting to really get a lot under my belt. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that led me to my next opportunity. So I was the fashion director at Thomasville. Okay. And that was a great learning experience because that was the last end of Thomasville. Okay. So um, definitely, you know, you got to be in meetings that you didn't want to be in at the very end (laughs) and, um, but learned a lot about business. Right. um, And finances and things like that. So um, I think all of that, you know, looking back was very hard at the time. And, you know, I was like, what is, what's going on? How is this all going to end? But I now have like a lot of business background of things to do and not to do, which was great. Um, And then I've also been able to travel a lot through um, the manufacturing side, okay. working with retailers. And so I think that's helped me have a realistic approach to now that I'm, now that I'm their customer is like knowing how it's made, being realistic about timelines, mm-hmm. supply chain, and being able to explain that to consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also guide them in a way that, you know, from price points and, you know, just because you saw it for super cheap online, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, explaining the difference in the values and whatnot. Um, so my time in the furniture industry has been very valuable. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. Um, do you see yourself in the future with all of this product knowledge, um, having your own product line? I would love Or lines? <laughs> yes, that would definitely... I. Um, I really loved being on the product side. Okay. Um, and and I love working with people and everything. Um, but being able to combine, you know, my loves for pat or for fabric and furniture and color mm-hmm. and art, um, kind of putting that all together. I would love to do something. I I definitely want to always keep my own business and um, but to be able to do like a licensing or something like that, I would love to be part of. Excellent. That's in your, in your 10 year future. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have a common thread is Don Brinson with mm-hmm. the media matters. And so she was telling me, um, about your, um, your love for fine arts and your yes. knowledge of fine arts and how you weave that into your interiors. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. So, um, I have always loved art. Um, even as a kid, it was more drawing that I love to do. And then, I mean, going to design school, there's a lot of drawing and sketching and both um, on the computer and by hand. Um, so I always loved the fine art aspect of mm-hmm. like hand drafting and everything. And then a lot of the pre-rec courses overlapped with the art department. So I took a lot of painting classes mm-hmm. and um, just became really passionate about, uh, I always loved going to art museums and looking at art, but I didn't really know that I could paint. Um, okay. And so I took painting classes and loved that. And, um, but then once I got into the corporate world, there was really no time to invest in it. It was more of just like a hobby once in a blue moon. Um, but with the pandemic, I mean, everybody was had a lot more time on their hands, at, especially at the very right. beginning. And um, I think everybody was running to their paint store and, you know, working on projects and things. And so I started doing some faux finishes 
um, just like personally, you mm-hmm. know, um, at my house, at my family's house. And it's like, oh, this actually looks good. Like, <laughs> that okay. could be a thing. So, um, and I use social media um, during that time to really, I was, you know, setting up a tripod, videotaping the fast motion mm-hmm. time lapse of everything. And so that was just getting a lot of buzz showing me actually in action doing it. And um, so it kind of just like kind of sparked something there. And um, I also sat down and started painting fine art too um, on canvases. And then that led to personal projects for people. Wow. Um, We, I'm not a huge golfer, but we are. I was going to ask, you said Pinehurst. (laughs) And I was like, these guys must be golfers. I'm not a huge golfer, but I definitely grew up in a golf family. Okay. And, um, and in Pinehurst, it's a huge golf community, obviously. Um, And so and I ha- appreciate the beauty of golf courses. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of landscapes for golf courses and that really took off Okay, because there was a lot of demand in the area, you know, um, and I love working with color. And um, so it all just kind of evolved. And then people started having some, you know, I love this art, but I haven't been able to find, you know, let's see something in a magazine mm-hmm. or and they're inspired, but they don't know where to find it. And I said, well, we can create something similar, but mm-hmm. using your colors. And this is the scale of your sofa. This is how big it needs to be. Um, and I love doing that. If there's an inspiration that somebody has, because um, I don't have an actual specific style of art. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what keeps it fun for me. It's always a challenge, always something new. I've done portraits. I've done landscapes, abstracts, fashion. Um, textiles like they have a pillow that they love but let's incorporate that into an art piece um painting on textiles and um and then that's also grown into mural work as well okay so so that's been neat because that kind of has gotten me into commercial aspects okay and also doing some pro bono projects as well um which has been really fun because not everybody needs a mural in their home per se Mm -hmm. but um I did a project for the humane society um for a military space um did some work for um a local cafe special blend here okay high point and um so it gives me an opportunity to do something a little more fun that Mm -hmm. someone might not want in their dining room Mm -hmm. um but to be more creative and um so that's been amazing because I didn't have the time to do it when I was in you know traveling with working with manufacturers there just wasn't any time and I didn't really know what I could do until I had the time to do it so um now I say that it's BLB Designs is a interior design and a custom art company and okay and I've been doing a good portion of both so okay and do you still plan to do both as you progress in your Mm -hmm. business yeah I think so um it's been really I mean I I love the interior design side but the art side's just not everybody, it's not available for everyone. And so, um, I mean, there's not as many sources. Sometimes people just are like, I don't, I didn't even know where I could get something like this, you know, I'm like, well, we can create it, you know, let's look at some ideas. Um, I put together with the customer, we'll look at different, just the same way you would do an interior design project, you know, where you put together different visual options. And then they say, oh, I like, 
this from this inspiration, this from this, and we then can create something new. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it might be something that I already have Mm -hmm. made. Um, But yeah, it kind of also gets my creative juices flowing in different ways. So, you know, I do a lot of the fabrics and the ordering, and it's sometimes nice to just block out a week to work on the picnic side too. That's exciting. Well, you know, I grew up in, I live in Denver now, but I grew up in Eastern Colorado and that's a very rural area. Mm-hmm. And so lots of green elevators, um, business, you know, Ace Hardware's businesses that just kind of could use a little bit of like beauty, yeah. right? And so there's been um, these two gals, they're called Two Girls in a Mural. Oh, and cool. they've been going all over, I mean, all over the United States, but specifically Eastern Colorado, uh-huh. painting like, you know, it could be, you know, a flag on the the elevator or right. on the side of a green bin or something. And it's brought so much art into that area. Yeah. And so I've really enjoyed watching them because it's like just realizing that they really understand. I'm like, oh, they understand the yeah. scale of all of it. Right. And the beauty of all of it. So that's been really fun to watch. But I'm always inspired when somebody can take their art, you know, really make a statement with it mm-hmm. in the community for for a cause as well. Yeah. And that's, that's been really neat to, you know, just kind of with, just with furnishings and you need to get to know people with art, you know, Mm -hmm. and art is so subjective, you know, and what someone might consider to be art is not what somebody else considers to be Mm -hmm. art. And um, so I always say, to my customers, whether it's on the design side or on the art side, you know, like it's what you want. This is not about what I want. And, um, and I might not be the right artist for some. So, um, but it's a fun challenge for me to be able, especially when I'm pushed to do something, that's something I haven't done before. So, um, but I really, I think all of my spaces from a design side always have an art element to Mm -hmm. it. So whether it's a faux finish on a ceiling or um, there's some custom art that I brought in mm-hmm. or that I brought in from somebody else. I um, And the textiles always have some type of artistic element to it, too. Um, my goal is just I think art is very unique to everyone and can help make a space different than your neighbor. Okay. You know, so which I think is important. So back to running a business, um, are you starting to um, build a team yet? So I have definitely, um, so this will be, um, it'll be four years in May. Okay. And um, which is is crazy. It's been flying by, but um, I've definitely been learning a lot as I go and learning about how how to get help too mm-hmm. um and relying on vendors and different like I have a great upholstery shop I have a great window treatment shop installers and that I couldn't do anything without and then my family members as well <laughs> so my um my mom now a great support system yeah, to get you yeah, started definitely. Yeah. so that's been great and um so, and now I've been branching out, like I've started working with, um, other vendors like Dawn, you know, mm-hmm. and just, and, and a bookkeeper knowing where my lane is and knowing what other people's expertise mm-hmm. are, I think is huge. And that has been a game changer for me over the past. I can see the growth in the past few years, whereas at the beginning, you know, when you're, it's never a good time to just take the leap um do something risky like starting your own business yeah that takes a lot of faith yeah and uh 
a lot of uh, vision, future vision, right, and right. being able to kind of control some of those fears that come up when you start, you know, a lot of people are held back by their fears yes. when they want to start a business yes. or do something big. And I, I think having a support system is so, so your family mm-hmm. is for me was crucial because I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have their backing and their support to be like, it's okay. Like, it's not going to be perfect at Mm -hmm. first. You're not going to bring in, you know, a bunch of profit at first. And, um, and it's been a growing process, but like in reflection, looking back each year, I'm like, okay, we are making progress. Like it's definite, which is the goal. Right. So, um, so I definitely think that down the road, I probably will need to expand a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, I like it being a small business. So Mm -hmm. I don't ever see it as being a huge firm type of thing. Well, I know you're adding to the team already in November. So congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Have a design baby on the way. Got a design baby on the way. That's like already painting pictures, right? (laughs) Yeah. We, uh, we put the nursery together and I did an under the scene mural in the nursery, but, um, I have an area that's specific for once they get a little bit older, that'll be the little art gallery. Cause well, all kids do art projects, but my kids are definitely going to do art projects. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, um, what kind of planning are you doing right now? Just with baby on the way, right? So you are a business owner and, uh, kind of two different specialties and right. then you've got baby on the way. And so I know I'm a working mom and yeah. it's a, it's a balance and a juggle that, you know, continues as they mm-hmm. get older. So what are some of the plans that you're putting in place just for this next time period coming up? Yes. So um, I think what the main thing that I'm keeping in mind is, um, you know, plans change. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, just because I might think this is, I, it'd I, be so nice that we have a perfect box yeah, like, to put it all in, exactly right? how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, the goal right now is, well, we didn't, I didn't plan this timing, but I kind of feel like the timing of I'm so I'm due at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the timing seems to be working out, you know, like oftentimes teachers try to have babies in the summer right? You know? and looking back at, my history of projects, my customers usually want me to try to get as much done and wrap everything up right before the holidays. Okay. And then they're too busy, but with, you know, entertaining and hosting and traveling that I don't really see much of my customers during the holiday season. So that's kind of working out nicely. (laughs) And, um, and even in the past, they come January, they usually are like, we're so exhausted from hosting and traveling, like mm-hmm. let's meet at the end of January. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this might've actually worked out, yes. you know? So, and I also have built great relationships with my um, customers. So they are very excited for me and, you know, they understood. So we are, we're in a good spot, like kind of wrapping up things and like, okay, we'll start that room, you know, next year. Type okay. of thing. So, so that's the plan right now. And then I've got, Again, my family is um, right now. I I have a mini golden doodle. Oh. So that's my training, you know. Love it. Um, but I have a Bernie doodle. Oh, so. nice. The doodles are great. Yeah, <laughs> they're so, so cute. They're so cute. So you know, they're. I call him my design dog because oftentimes, like, I'll need to go pick up something from like the window shop, and they're like, 
didn't bring your mascot, you know, (laughs) it's usually always with me. But um, when I have appointments, I usually drop him off at my parents' house. And so I think I'll probably just drop the baby too. I'm sure they won't mind. (laughs) I'm sure they won't mind. Grandparents love that. Yeah. So so that's the plan for now. And, um, and I, I'm also blessed that I do have my own business from a flexibility standpoint. Um, And then that I have a good support system at home that, um, you know, I've got a great husband who's very supportive of the fact that, you know, I used to travel 90% of the time for Mm -hmm. my job when I worked corporate. And that was always a concern for me. Like, how is this ever going to work in the future? You know, so that I, like I said, we'll see how the get me in a few months. We'll see how the plan's going. But I do, I'm grateful for having the flexibility that if I need to work in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. I can get things done and, um, you know, it's just great. make it work. Give yourself a little bit of grace and enjoy that baby. As yes. As he gets there. Or I, we don't know what it, I yeah. just call it. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not supposed to know what it is because it's still a question mark. So, um, okay. So let's zoom 10 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in the industry? I know you're, um, one of the Boyer Hill, what, what was the, the exact title? The future leader. Future leader. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously you've already caught the industry's attention on your talents and your skills. So what do you see yourself doing? Um, we'll talk a little bit about your award and then talk a little bit about yeah where you see yourself in 10 years. Um, so yes, I got that a few years ago. Um, and yeah, that was right when I w- was working with Thomasville. And so that was a great honor. And then tonight I'm going to the 40 under 40. So that was, congratulations. So, um, yeah, I've been, and that is such, I can't say enough how important networking is because especially to go out and have my own business. Now, I feel like I had such a great network in this industry that it was at first I was a little bit, it was bittersweet. I didn't want to lose connections with people that I've worked with, you know, in and out through different, you know, whether it be textiles or furniture and sales reps and things like that. Um, but High Plains always a big family reunion, of you know, course. to see know. everybody. It's like homecoming. That's why I tell my friends. I'm like, I'm going to market and I'm going to work a lot and I'm going to not sleep much, but it's going to be so much fun because I'm going to see all my people. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's always fun to see everybody. Yeah. And so um, it's, I'm just really glad that I had the network to, because um, when people heard that I did start my own business, I had cheerleaders and, you know, everyone was, I can call up people and be like, okay, so I never needed a resource for this before, you know? Um, So that's been really fun. And, um, and like I said, it's been fun to be on this side of market too, like to attend market, you know? (laughs) Um, Like I'm a buyer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when I, (laughs) the first time was, you know, in the heat of the pandemic, definitely felt gypped because I was like, there was nothing going on. You know what I mean? The market was a little weird Mm -hmm. at first. The whole world was a little weird. Right. So, um, but now it feels, you know, I think market's back in full swing and even better than ever. But um, so I think in the the future, I definitely, I would like to expand and maybe do um, some more, well, obviously more residential, Mm -hmm. but even some more commercial projects as well. Um, That's what I originally, when I was 
an aspiring designer in design school. I won't, my dream was to design hotels, restaurants, and bars. So, um, so I'd love to kind of get into that type of space. Um, and then also expand, um, in location too. So we've recently moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And a lot of Charlotte designers. This, oh, this okay. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So we, we've now been there a year and my business is hundred percent in Pinehurst, which I still see it staying in Pinehurst, but I would like to expand more mm-hmm. into Charlotte as well. And working with my network has been so important for that because um, a small town versus a larger city is just totally a different ball game right. of how do you, um, because networking and is such and relationship building is so important when you're new to a town, how do you get yeah. your foot at the door? Okay. So what are some of the things you're doing in a new town then for your marketing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I still am doing a lot of my social media, mm-hmm. but I am finding that the things that work in a smaller town might not necessarily have be as effective. Um, specifically print hasn't um, I've noticed a difference in that just because when there's so many neighborhoods and such a large population, how are you getting after the masses, right. you know, type of thing or, whereas in a smaller town, everyone picks up that publication, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I've been using, um, some of the experts to kind of help me find out who are, who should I be connecting with? Who can we could introduce you know, and make interactions with, um, whether it be builders or realtors or just starting to kind of get to know, like, I know people so well in this area, but I don't know as well in the Charlotte area. So, um, which has been, you know, it's always a fun new challenge. And, um, I think joining organizations has been really important too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm in the ASID and with it and IFDA, but I find out, just having kind of that, um, your name in that directory, it's always interesting how people will find you, you know, and that's something that I always ask because I've had, um, like some vacation rental people reach out, you know, someone in New York, someone was in California and I'm always interested, like, how did you find me? You right. Know? <laughs> right. So, um, that's definitely something that I always ask people just to see what's working and what's not. And, um, but it definitely the social media has been the huge part for me, um, whether it be Instagram or my videos. And, um, I think that's also a way that people can really get to know you without mm-hmm. knowing you. Um, especially through a video, because you can see someone's personality, you already know how they talk. And um, so when you meet them, you expect that same type of vibe. Mm -hmm. It's funny. We have um, so many people that come up to Gil and I and go, oh my gosh, I recognize your voice. You guys are real. (laughs) Like you're real people. Yes, we are real. Like we're right here. We're excited. (laughs) And you might not know them, but they feel like they know you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, even with this podcast, it's been so interesting how many people have talked about how much they're listening to it. Like we have people that have, are starting to go through our programs that are ready to invest in our programs. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've, I've already been listening. Like I've been listening right. to, you know, podcasts of your clients. We had one designer, um, she's really well known here, Rachel Moriarty. And she was like, I am binge listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, you know, it takes a lot of work to do marketing. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of work to orchestrate even just one strand of it. And then to hear that people are benefiting from it and they're, they're enjoying it and they're finding us right. in that way. Then I was like, okay, that's a win. Like, and that's what it's all about. Cause you're not just doing it. Just, I'm sure you have 
all this extra time, you know, like, yeah. so you're not just doing it to do it. Right. There's a reason and a purpose behind it. And you're obviously passionate about it, but it means the world when someone actually reckon like they remember or tell you that, Oh, I love that episode. And, um, and I think what you guys are doing is really important because we all just, that's, what's great about the era that we're in with technology mm -hmm. and with podcasts and social media is, um, yes, obviously there's, pros and cons to everything. But I, I mean, I drive two hours from Charlotte to Pinehurst and I think of it as my little mobile university. So to listen to, you know, you guys and other podcasts mm -hmm. and to really just be able to get some learning in while I'm on the road, you know, is a great way to, um, we're all multitasking, right? So, yeah. um, but we can always learn something. And I think it's so interesting when, you can listen to different perspectives of the business too, because mm -hmm. a lot of us are very creative, but we really, sometimes the business side, you know, you need a little bit more um, structure oh, and thanks. education and yeah. guidance. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for being on. You know, we typically have um, a, a moment at the end of our podcast where we ask you to just share, you know, three things that you'd like for our, our listeners to take back to the business or into their life. So, um, I would say one would be, um, I guess I talked about networking a lot. So, um, definitely develop your network and, um, and use your network, um, stay in touch and be a good mentor and mentee. So it goes both ways mm -hmm. and, um, and you never know where things can lead, um, and where your, you know, what your plan, how it will, you know, change in your paths, um, and from an art perspective, I think um, that really sets everybody apart in a unique way. So mm -hmm. challenge yourself to um, in projects and with working with customers and to um, look for unique pieces of art, mm -hmm. um, look for local artists. That's a great, I mean, it's a great way to support small businesses mm -hmm. um, and to, you know, you're getting something one of a kind then. So that will impress your customer as well. Cause they know that, you know, Jill down the street is not going to have the same piece of art that they have. Yeah. Um, and third would be, um, probably on the planning side, you know, one, we opened a lot of us are type A people, um, but being flexible with the plan mm -hmm. um, and that it can, you never know where it's going to take you, but to be open to using the experts, we can't be experts at everything. Mm -hmm. um, I, you can spread yourself too thin and definitely be willing to make the investment in um, working with experts that in turn, will you'll see like your business grow from it. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of market. Thank to Thanks for having me. Us. It's been great. And um, we just can't wait to see what your future holds. And we'll, we'll be following on Instagram to see baby because I'm sure baby will make a there video. Yeah. I'm like, also when you were talking about videos, I was like, I think your videos might be changing just a little yeah, bit in the next couple of months. So. Your video focus. So. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We had a great time talking with Victoria Valentinus about her journey, especially since her business is so young. We look forward to seeing how her business evolves and are excited to watch her career. 
Right now, you can also download our 2023 Interior Design Business Survey on fees, salaries, and current state of the industry. Get it for free now at thepearlcollective.com slash podcast survey.